When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in, Hokie fans, to episode 334 of the Tech Sideline podcast. Today, we are joined by Matthew Sims, the Director of Operations for the Hokie Way, and he's going to tell us about their $250,000 stone-by-stone fundraising campaign. We're also joined by defensive tackle Josh Fuga, and Josh is going to share with us what it's like working with the Hokie Way and some of the projects he's participated in with local nonprofits. That's all coming up on episode 334 of the Tech Sideline podcast, which starts right now. Record on Thursday, November 30th, 2023 from our Tech Sideline studio in the Virginia Tech Corporate Research Center. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe to our channel and please share the podcast with a friend. I'm Tech Sideline founder Will Stewart and to my right in the red shirt chair is Matthew Sams, director of operations for the Hokie Way. Across the way is a large man and I'm sure you'll recognize <laughs> defensive tackle Josh Fuga. Producing today is one of our interns from the sports media and analytics program, Rob Bateman. Be sure to catch Rob's work on TSL today and sideline reporting for the site. So gentlemen, welcome in. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate y'all coming in. So Matt, let's start with you. Anytime we talk about NIL on the podcast, I like to uh, start with the basics because some people are new to the topic. So give me the elevator pitch for the Hokie Way. Who are you and what do you do? Not you, but the Hokie sure. Way. Uh, yeah, thanks again for having us, Will, sure. as always. Uh, the Hokie Way is a 501c3 nonprofit that enables student-athletes at Virginia Tech to do good work on behalf of, of nine other nonprofits in our region. Um, the list has grown a little bit this year from, in terms of our partner list, but uh, and we're probably going to see more growth down the road. But um, we've done great things this year. We've, we've had guys like Josh and, and, and some of our female athletes, too, do amazing things from a promotional point of view, doing fundraising campaigns, things like that, as well as uh, service-based work and mentorship with kids all over the place. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. So, uh, Josh, that's what he does. We know who you are and what you do. So, first of all, I want to c- congratulate you guys on uh, a season that started out rough mm-hmm. but got better, and uh, you wound up going six and six, four and two in the ACC, and qualified four and two. Am I right? That's wrong. Rob, what is it? Five, five and three. three Thank yeah. you. Um, congratulations, anyway. I'm going five and three in the ACC and qualifying for a bowl. Are you guys excited about going to a bowl? Definitely excited. I know. I know. Uh, I can speak for all the old, older guys, you know, that have been there since 2019 with me. We're definitely excited, you know, just to kick back and relax and really just think about our careers throughout Virginia Tech and play one more time with this group. You know, it, it's really exciting. It's really a, a experience to really go out and experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, people always ask me, this, this is an interesting week because people are like, what bowler game are they going to? Yeah. Do you guys have any idea where you're going? 
as soon as Coach finds out, we'll find out. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of speculations of what bowl is we're going to. For me, personally, I, I don't care. You know, I just want to go out, have fun with the guys, and play one more football game with them. Yeah. So, did you have a red shirt year? Yeah. Here, 2018, is that right? Or I got my time. 2019 was yeah, a red, red shirt, shirt year. For, 2019. Right. So, uh, what was the bowl game that year? Was that the Kentucky Bowl? Belt yeah, Bowl. Yep, Kentucky, the belt yeah. Bowl. You know, you and I got to have a conversation about the fact that Lynn Bowden was allowed <laughs> to punch your quarterback and get away with it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that that's kind of crazy. You know, I, I remember that vividly. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And then 2020, of course, was COVID year and didn't go. 2021 was the Pinstripe Bowl, pinstripe. which we would like to forget. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure you guys uh, would like to get out there and win a bowl game and redeem Definitely. yourselves, right? Yeah. Definitely. All right, so uh, let's see. I was looking at the article that we ran after. So you were you participated in the ACC football kickoff, and you were. I wanted to ask you about this. You at that point in time, you were the proud bearer of the lunch pail. Yes. So what happened to that throughout the season? Did you keep it throughout the season, or fill me in on what the lunch pail did this yeah, year? Yeah. So, um, it, the lunch pail, you know, it was something that I I hold to a high standard personally, and as a football player, man, I always wanted to become the bearer of it, you know, um, and just looking back, you know, uh, I had guys that I played with like Rayshard Ashby, Jerry Hewitt, Dax Holyfield, Devon Diablo, uh, uh, speaking on those guys really hold, hold themselves to a high standard that I hold my, myself to as far as playing football. And I always wanted to become one of those uh, people. So, you know, I, I look closely on how they carry themselves on and off the field. You know, you could be that guy on the field, but how are you carrying yourself off the field? Because that's more important than what people see on the field. You know, and I would have always thought of myself being a prideful guy when it came to on the field and off the field, you know. So when I had my opportunity um, last year to hold the, the lunch pail, I tried my very best to hold it for the longest, you know. Um, I held it all the way through spring, summer, and somewhat the start of fall camp. And it's not necessarily something that I did, but it was definitely time to give it to someone that holds themselves to the higher standard that I hold myself to or even higher, you know. And they show that on the field and off the field, you know. So right now, Norrell Pollard uh, – one of my guys, you know, that that been here since 2019. We came in uh, together. He holds it right now. He's the current uh, bearer of it. But then we had guys like uh, J.K., Canteen, Dorian Strong, you know. You, you do your research on that. You know, those guys are what you want on the field and off the field, you know. So those guys, there's many other guys, too, that, that hold themselves to a high standard. But those are just a few guys that – became the bearer of the uh, lunch pail and who has it and it speaks for themselves. That's interesting. Uh, <laughs> who makes that decision? Coaches, players? How, how does that um, work? Really, it was, it started off with the coaches, you know, um, and then I believe, if I'm not mistaken, when they gave it to Norrell Pollard, I think they're going to start having the players start giving, a, uh, giving it out, you know, and I don't know how they're going to do that, you know, but – I for sure want to see how that plays out, you know, and I'm ready to, and I'm excited to see who's the next bearer of it. So let's get back to uh, talking about the Hokie Way. Um, we're we're going to ask you more details later on some of the projects that you've worked on with the Hokie Way, but 
Um, how have you been involved with them? When did you when did you get involved, and what kind of stuff do you do for them? Yeah, so um, it's mainly more of uh, what I do is promotional uh, things and going out and interacting with the community. You know, I'm a big person guy. You know, I like to meet different people yeah. um, and just really just talk about what they do outside what they do. You know, just get to really understand them as a person, you know, and Hokie Way has provided that that landscape for me to just go out and meet different types of people, you know, um, the the fortunate and the unfortunate, you know. Um, and I did mo numerous projects with them, and I'm very grateful for that. And it, it's really an eye-opening experience every time I, I have a chance to go out and meet those different types of people and do promotional videos, you know, and yeah. everything else. All right. So Matt, let's, let's talk about your latest fund driving fundraising drive. But, but first I got to tease you a little bit and I didn't warn him about this uh, ahead of time. Don't you do one of these things like every two or three months? It feels like you guys <laughs> do a lot of these. So uh, I want to drill down into that. Yeah. A this bit. is our second, this yeah. calendar year. We did want to kick off football season right before it. Yeah. Um, so about three months ago, yeah, two or three months. I, ago. I'm working on plans for what that looks like in 24 and beyond, yeah. but um, we're definitely going to do it annually. I think, you know, end of the year, getting ready to get to the holidays and that kind of stuff. People are in a, in a mode where they want to be thinking about how they can give back and be, be uh, philanthropic. So it makes sense for us to do that, do that at this time of year. Um, and then beyond that, we'll see, we'll see how that goes for next year for football yeah. season and whatnot. I mean, I know you guys have, have kind of just been getting started up and trying to set your schedule for, and sometimes you've overlapped with some other fundraising yep. drives that are going on. So, so in the Hokie ways, perfect world, how many uh, campaigns like this are you doing per year and, and what would be the timing of them? Yeah, I think I think at least one, if not two, is probably yeah. our perfect balance. The timing is, as you said, is we've got to think through that strategically, right? Because there's a lot of other things going on with Hokie Club that they have their own drives that we don't want to compete with. We want to be in line with and work and work with them, those guys as much as we can to be strategic. But um, I think, you know, this like I said, this end of the end of the year season is a good time for us to do it. Um, it's nice to be in a situation where the football team is, you know, going to a bowl game or everything like that. We can celebrate that and, um, and see how things shake out next year. Yeah. Um, so you guys are, you and I have talked about, you're working on some other things other than just fundraising campaigns to generate funds. Yeah. Is that a topic for another time or can you get into some of that now? Yeah. So, you know, we're really, we're trying to broaden our reach in a, in a few different capacities. We, we, yes, we're, we're involved with the NIL space, but we want to be, uh, making an impact and creating engagement with community organizations beyond that as much as we can. So I'm looking into trying to create some fundraisers for our nonprofits uh, through through the, the vehicle of Virginia Tech if I can. So um, that's something we're working on. We're trying to trying to really get more engagement with with alumni athletes as well. Um, I've been partnering with the Monogram Club. We're just getting getting our ducks in a row on that front to figure out how we can we can create opportunities for alumni athletes to be involved in, in either in in activities or in, in supporting our mission, getting our word out, that kind of thing. Um, and then the final piece is um, actually, it's two more things. The second piece is um, looking for more engagement with our current athletes. So I'm, I'm trying to put together some kind of advisory committee, my advisory board that rotates every year where there's current athletes giving us input on which nonprofit should we work with if there's time to add some? Um, what kind of what would give us feedback on what things they want to do more of, what their interests look like, things of that nature. Um, and then the last piece is, is looking for corporate partners to help us um, 
broaden our reach from a from a sponsorship point of view. So how can we partner with some organizations in our region that have philanthropic interests already, find a find a, a an obvious uh, avenue for student athletes to be involved and and marry those things together. So uh, tell us about this latest mm-hmm. fundraising campaign. It's called Stone by Stone. Yep. You guys launched it on November twenty eighth. Yep. Uh, how much are you trying to raise? How long does it run? What are the particulars yeah. of it? So it's a it's a two hundred fifty thousand dollar match, meaning we have some some generous donors who have pledged to match up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars raised. Uh, it goes through the end of the year, so you know for your tax deductible interested folks, that's a that's a it's an obvious uh, driver. Um, but right now we're about eighty three thousand in, um, so about a third, which is pretty awesome given it's only been a couple days and. Uh, can't, can't thank Hokie Nation enough for, for being so supportive of, of charitable work, of our nonprofit partners, and of our student athletes doing that work. So you're a third of the way there just a few Ish, days in. Yeah. And I know how these things work. You get a big, big yeah. rush at the beginning, then there's a lull, and then you get a big rush at the yeah. end. Um, so uh, for those of you who have not seen this on Tech Sideline, uh, Matt and I talked about this. And when he, when he started talking about this fundraising drive, he said, do you want to set a specific goal for tech sideline. I said, heck yeah, let's do it. So he suggested $75,000. So we are looking to raise of the 250, we're looking for 75,000 of that to come from people who have donated through tech sideline. So if if you're watching the YouTube video, we will put a link down in there. If you click that, you can go over and there'll be a form and tech sideline will be credited with it. If you're listening to the podcast, just go on the website and try to find a link, uh, look for the Hokie Way graphics, or just email me. Will at TechSideline.com. Say it will. Send me a link. Um, as of this morning, we have 120 donations totaling $17,787. Now, you guys, Matt, have access to the people who put in the big money. Most <laughs> of ours are like 100 bucks a pop, maybe 150 bucks a pop. So yeah. we're shooting for $75,000. we are up to close to $18,000. So help us out if you can. Help out the Hokie Way. So, Josh, what was your first project you did with the Hokie Way? When was that and what was it? Oh, man. Um, it was the 5K. The July. 5K, yeah. So, the 5K, uh, that was... Uh, July 4th. Yeah, July 4th, yeah. right. Eastmont, yeah. At Eastmont. Um, that was, it was a bright morning. Um, I did it with Cole Nelson and uh, Fidarius Payne. And we went out and went to support uh, the people that ran in the uh, 5K you know, um, it was a big, big um, turnout for me personally. You know, I'd never seen a lot of people wake up and get ready to run, whatever <laughs> they did, because I know I would have survived that for sure. But um, it now, was now, folks, let's be clear. He said they went out to support, not run. <laughs> yeah, right? I definitely supported. You know, um, and one of the cool things that they had uh, the, the very at the very beginning, they had the the little kiddos. They they started the race first before all the adults did, and I'm not sure how long their race was, but I know it took like at least five minutes for the first kid to go wherever he had to go and come back. And I remember vividly, he I see him coming back uh, towards the, the start because where they started is the finish line. So right. he came back on the track field. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go ahead see if he's faster than me. So I waited for him at a certain spot on the track field, and I started running. I didn't run full speed, you know, but I ran to where like, Okay, I want to see if he can really turn on some afterburners. And believe it or not, that that kid has some juice left. You know, he was just holding it out. And um, but no, it was really cool uh to see that kids that as small as one year old or infants, you know, just and all the way up to people are that like eighty and above going out and just 
uh, running and doing such a charitable work, you know, going out and supporting those people that uh, run the 5K, you know, it, it meant a lot. Now, when, when you go out and do these things, I've always wanted to ask, uh, you know, football players, you're way down there on the field and you're wearing a helmet. When you go out and do these things, I'm sure there, there's a spread, but... big fun guy they're hanging out with no uh my through my personal experience they they know who i am yeah. you know at the end of the game over here it's full good all this and they're pointing at me giving me the hang loose or saying good game you know but they're, they're saying our names for sure you know they're not just saying my name they're saying uh Kyron drones they're saying the new world parlors they're saying like th these these kids know know exactly who we are you so, know so you went with cole nelson and who was the third there's pain We've had so now we've had all three of you guys in here. You are all characters, man. I'm sure, I'm sure that was a lot of fun. <laughs> no, it really was. And I would say great ambassadors for Virginia Tech, the Hokie Way, all of it. Like you guys, for sure. I like characters better. Yeah, it's, it's true. But. Well, everybody who was there will remember it. Um, so let's see. Th that was with the Eastmont Community Foundation, mm -hmm, yeah. right? And what does the Eastmont Community Foundation do? It's a it's an organization based in Eastern Montgomery County that just has a wide net of things they do for the for the citizens of that area. Um, there's a food pantry we work at uh, every month or so that serves the under the, the underserved there. Um, they do the 5K. They they help with the the um, there's like a community center that also has a um, athletic center inside of it. They they have a wide net that they uh, try to serve in terms of their mission. I know it's early on, but do you, but do you get the impression that that having Virginia Tech athletes at these events is the feedback you're getting from your partners? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've got way more interest this time around than we have before. Is it really paying off for them? I, th I think, yes. I think as the years gone on, as we're getting up to speed on, you know, getting getting the situation right and, and creating precedent that they're going to be there in this way because it's kind of a new thing this year, yeah. right? Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how 24 goes as we get set expectation and set that there's going to be some some student athlete involvement for some of that stuff and and getting in a in a in a consistent cadence of promotion beforehand too that they're going to be there so knowing that they're going to be there a couple weeks ahead they promote it they show up and and have great community engagement that's the, that's the overall plan for in-person stuff yeah i appreciate that it takes a while to get yeah. all those mechanisms in and get everything running it's new smooth. you know yeah wish so josh uh, uh other stuff you've done let's see you did something with life ring what was that an in-person thing what was that uh no it was more so of a promotional video you know the spread awareness of um, the imbalance of resources that Southwest Virginia has to provide for pediatric cancer. You know, there, there's different types of form of cancer out there, you know, but cancer, cancer sucks, you know. So <laughs> um, it was a no-brainer for me to hop on and do anything that involved with this type of deal, you know, with the Life Ring Foundation. And hopefully I get to keep, continue working with them and do more hands-on and important person things but you know for me personally I have and I know a lot of uh, people that have those that passed away from cancer um, such as leukemia breast cancer lung cancer you know so it hit home a little bit for me and um, so when they asked me to do this short little promotional video I was like for sure I'm down like let's do it you know and, and it really speaks volume to for a student athlete to really take their time out of their day to do something outside of just football. You know, it gives us an opportunity to really touch base with the community that supports us, you know, because I believe that, you know, sometimes us student athletes get 
caught into what we do in school and just the field or whatever sport we play, you know, we tend to lose sight of the bigger picture, which is the community and the fans and family and friends. You know, we, we'll lose will lose that touch of what this really means and what we really set out to do, which is to make a name for ourselves amongst our community that we come from. So, you know, it was really important for me and it hit home for me to really hop on and do something with Life Ring Foundation. Can add a little flavor to that if I could. You know, Life Ring is one of our original partners dating back to uh, last year and their mission is, is huge. It's, it, it, as Josh said, they're trying to raise tens of millions of dollars for to, to help create a pediatric oncology center uh, in Roanoke. So are they like a national organization no. with a local? They're no, a local. local. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But they've because I, I know your partners are local. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lifering is is, is the, there's actually a, uh, an event tonight with uh, Edwin McCain from of, of Music Lovers. If you know that name, he's doing a, doing a concert tonight uh, in in support of Lifering. So in Roanoke. So um, things like that. Their mission's huge, and, and they're, they're seeing great results. And uh, thankfully, athletes like Josh and Liz Kitley and a bunch of others have done promotional work for them uh, on TV, on social media, et cetera, to get the word out about that. Um, and that's the kind of stuff that we're looking to do a lot more of in 24 for the rest of our partners is, is creating not PSAs, but you know commercials, if you will, that yeah. tell the story of our nonprofits' needs and using these guys and gals' uh, likeness to do so. Yeah, Josh, I wanted to drill down into that a little bit with you. Um, when you were at the ACC kickoff, part of the conversation centered around your, your Polynesian heritage. And let me see if I'm going to pronounce this right. You wore a black kukui nut lay. Is that how that's pronounced? Yeah, a black kukui nut. Yes, yeah. there's yeah. definitely definitely yeah. a lot of colors on that. Your mom is from Hawaii. Your dad's from American Samoa, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we wrote in the article, so I hope that's right. <laughs> yeah, and, so, yeah, and, yeah, my mom's my mom's Filipino uh, uh grandmother's Philippine, uh, from the right. Philippines, but she's born and raised in Hawaii. Yeah. And you were born after the family relocated to Northern Virginia. Yes. In 99. Well, yeah. What do you, uh, that's a long way to go. Like, yeah. like most people of Pos- Polynesian heritage are on the West coast. What, what brought your family all the way over to Northern Virginia? I mean, um, I know you weren't born yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, like you said, um, they came here, um, they, they actually came here in 99. Um, so I was born in 2001, and um, I, I believe it was just more of an opportunity thing. You know, um, different generations, you know, they, they went through what, what they went through, you know. So I, I believe it was more of an opportunity seat, and um, and they've been in Northern Virginia ever since I was born. You yeah. know, my brother was born in Hawaii in 96, I believe, and uh, but he moved with my parents when he was like, at least two, I believe. I don't don't mess me up, mom. You know I'm trying to remember this. We're gonna talk about this a lot, but um, yeah. So he he's born in Hawaii, but then ever since I was born, uh, we we've been in Northern Virginia. So I moved around a lot uh, around that Northern Virginia area. Is is there much of a, uh, a Polynesian culture slash support system in Northern Virginia, or? Um, I wouldn't say so, uh, but you do get your glimpse of. People, so it is, is, it's like a sore thumb. You know, we'll see the, the license plate with the frame. You get, right. you know, you get the high lives. You get the um, the islands or you get the Samoan flags on cars. Or you can just really pinpoint someone in the store. Like, 
that's a local right there. Like you, you just know it. You know, it's it's hard for me to describe, but if it was a whole bunch of people in one setting, and you you tell me there's one Polynesian in there, go find them. I look, I could pinpoint them right there and there. Yeah, like I just know, like that they're, they're a local. But uh, up there in Northern Virginia, you have your glimpse, you know. But for me, growing up, um, I just really had my aunts and uncles that uh, came here as well. So the, the the specific thing I wanted to get in get into with you is, I know that when I was young, I was a very self centered person. All I cared about was me and what I was doing and all that. And um, is is it? So let me figure out how I'm trying to ask this. Uh, your, your Polynesian heritage and culture is very strong with you growing up. Is serving others part of that culture? Or when you started working with the Hokie yes. Way, was that a new introduction for you? Yeah, so definitely. Um, it's very strong. You know, to give back to others, you know, regardless of what you have, you know, and respecting your elders and respecting the younger generations, you know, is it's really strong in our culture, you know, because um, – our, our culture is really trying to bring back that peace and harmony, you know, and in order to do that, we have to respect others that uh, look up to us or, you know, we, we treat others as we want to be treated, you know, the golden rule. Um, but it's very, very important in our culture and it's very important to me. It's very important to, to my family, you know. Um, it's crazy that uh, I always have this conversation with my dad recently, and he always just tells me, like, because, you know, uh, I got one more year, but I'm not sure what I want to do. But he, he always tells me, like, look, man, if you come back, you know, to Virginia Tech, just think about the community that you're building. You know, that's more important than what you're doing on the field. You know, you you leave, you know, you're going to leave back a community that, that loves and supports you. And I know that. And, uh, but, you know, it's up in the air what I want to do uh, next year, but – it's crazy that my dad sees that, you know, and it makes me think about what the other people see, you know, just besides, oh, that's Josh Fuga on the football team. He's a Virginia Tech Hokie, you know, and through Hokie Way and through all the other um, projects that I soon want to become part of, I want to let people know that I'm a person, you know, before an athlete, you know, and I, I, I like to do that with going out, and meeting different people and doing charitable funds through Hokie Way and help them uh, build their brand, you know. And just going back to your question, is very, very pivotal in our culture. Um, you know, I can tell you, having, having done this for a while, that there are certain personalities that after they leave here, they still resonate. Guys like Justin Mutz and Dax Hollyfield. Mm -hmm. um, and... If I may make the pitch, yes, you have an opportunity to be that guy. But but I think you need one more year of working at it. <laughs> um, so free plug, is it your uncle that has a uh, restaurant up in Northern Virginia? Uh, yeah, it was my aunt. Uh, my aunt and uncle uh, owns it. Um, but right now they're, they're closed down for right now, you know, to trying to get new things uh, and set. You know, it was more of just going out and try what and see what happens mm -hmm. but right now they close down to get a little bit more things situated and settled but yeah um i had went home one weekend and it was my first time home trying to try to uh food obviously i had the food you know but just being in that restaurant and man ain't nothing like it like 
home cooking really so it was good how, how would you describe that type of food because i because I, I did i read the i read the article that we wrote on you after the acc kickoff and it made me hunger yeah that you know it's crazy how they had an article like about that you know um i was actually in the restaurant we, it was closed down and everything but i was in there with just my family and aunts uncle and cousins and i was like on like what, what you want me to post this it was like it was a joke you know but it was i took a picture of the food so I had um, Kalbi with mac and cheese and rice. Kalbi is um, is a, a a short rib, sweet sweet short ribs, but it's so good. But I took a picture for just my just for my personal things, and I'm like, man, I I, I just want to remember this picture every time I see it, man, where it came from. Yeah. And I showed it to my aunt. I was like, man, if I post this, and then we ended up taking a picture outside in front of the the sign. And she was like, you know what, just make a post. Like, All right, cool. And the next thing you know, I get an article and everything written. And Coach Quinn coming up to me is like, man, every time I go recruiting, man, I'm make sure I stop there. And I'm like, man, it's crazy. So was it Instagram you put that on? I put it on Twitter. I just put it only because Instagram's on huge for food. You put pictures of food on Instagram. Yeah. People pile in and look at it. Yeah. Um, so let's see, there's, there's a third project you participated in, correct? With the Roanoke prevention Alliance. Uh, mm -hmm. what, what was that? Was that an in-person thing? Tell me about that. Yeah, that was a uh, in-person thing. So I had went down there, I believe it was after a game. It was remember. October. It was after the Thursday night game. Yeah, it might've might been by week. I can't remember. One, two. It was, yeah, it was, I know it was after a game. Right about that for time. For sure. Period. Yeah. Right yeah. about that time. Um, went out there with Pop Watson and, uh, uh, APR and we just went out there and really, it was a lot of organizations that was there. I think about like what fifty, you say, something like that. And they were just promoting what they do, and we just went around and interacted with those different organizations. And they had um, a Goodwill, I think, Goodwill, mm -hmm. and there was a headquarters, like a library. So they they said that that library was a warehouse for a Goodwill, something like that. It was some sort of warehouse where they converted it into a full functioning library and you had you know kids from that area that community come in and just really become you know just ha have that space where they could just be become a kid and just have that secluded space where they could just have their minds released and just you know die down a little bit from yeah. you know their everyday lives you know and it was pretty cool to really see that you know you had kids that were playing on the laptop had kids reading books you know, supervisors was very phenomenal there. You know, we had this one lady that was just very ecstatic to just be with us. She took us around the whole entire <laughs> park a lot where it was the whole setting. You know, she she want, she made us talk to everybody. You know, we met a lot of people, but it was a very cool experience. Yeah. What what does the Roanoke Prevention Alliance do? Man? Yeah, their their entire they're kind of a subset of, of Blue Ridge Behavioral Health, and their entire mission is to keep um, at risk youth you know, out of trouble. So yeah. whether that be out of potential violent situations, out of drug use, alcohol use, et cetera. Um, and, you know, their their mission is to keep kids safe as much as they can to prevent uh, kids from getting in the wrong wrong crowds, wrong places, et cetera. So, yeah, it was cool to see Josh and APR and Pop kind of interact with those kids. They, they definitely were kind of wide-eyed and didn't know what to say at the first. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they they played some they went outside it was really cool it was in this giant parking lot and there was all kinds of organizations yep. there that just were kind of bringing the local flavor of of that area of Roanoke and mm -hmm. um it was it was cool 
Um, these guys played some some giant uh, Connect Four games with some kids, and that one kid kind of yeah. gave Pop the business to me. Pop lost his first <laughs> round to one of the kids out there. But uh, no, it was great. It was a fantastic time, and these guys did great. So that's very cool. So looking at the message board, uh, let's see what uh, questions. Most of the questions are inappropriate for this podcast about uh, you know about money and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but you know, besides being a source of NIL funds, um, uh, you know, and Josh, let's hit on this again. How has the Hokey Way been rewarding for athletes? Like, like you've spoken to your own personal involvement in it. What have you seen amongst your teammates? Um, I really seen, um, cause obviously I've seen the same promotional videos or whatever they do, you know, but some of my teammates come back into the locker room and then I'll ask them like, Hey, like, what is this? And they told us what it was. And they, they say like, they actually had a lot of fun doing it. You know, uh, you guys did something with the walk with special Olympics. Yeah. The special Olympics yeah. with Narelle and all the other guys, yeah. you know, and I could tell like, just based off the pictures, you know, they had fun doing it. Um, they enjoyed it. Um, but really what I see amongst all athletes, you know, it, it provides a space for us to really just touch base with the community, you know, that supports us. And I think that's very important. Yeah. So appreciate you guys coming in. Uh, Matt, is there anything you want to add? No, I would just would say if you can, if you can support our campaign that's going on right now, please do. It, it does make a difference, not only for these student athletes and their situations, but for our nonprofit partners, for the communities that they serve. And, mm-hmm. um, it's real work. We're, we're, we're doing the best we can to, to have as much engagement engagement as we can throughout the year. And um, I'm excited about where we're going. Yeah, Josh, appreciate you coming on. Anything you want to add? Uh, yeah, just uh, just a touch base what uh, he said, piggyback over what he said. You know, like this is real work and really just trying to touch base with the community, you know, um, that just surrounds here, you know, um, like the Roanoke community and everything else. But, you know, it, like you said, it is real work and – we're just really trying to uphold what we, what everybody else see on TV and all. Yeah. You know, there, there's things outside of that that we we love and enjoy to do. Yeah. So yeah, but appreciate you guys having me on. Sure well thing, Josh. Thank you. So remember, that is the uh, Hokie Ways Stone by Stone campaign. They're looking to raise two hundred fifty thousand dollars by the end of the year, December thirty first. The first two hundred fifty thousand dollars they raise will be matched for a total of half a million dollars. That doesn't mean you need to stop at $250,000. <laughs> Keep going because everything that uh, that you contribute goes in to supporting efforts around the community. And again, there's a reminder that Tech Sideline has their, their own goal of $75,000 out of that $250,000. So uh, check the link in the YouTube video, stop by the Tech Sideline website, or like I said, email me at uh, will at techsideline.com. Guys, thanks for coming in. And that wraps up episode 334 of the Tech Sideline podcast.